at Laffer Tangler Investments. Nancy Tangler joins us, the Chief Investment Officer. Nancy, good to see you again. Thank you so much, Oliver. It's good to see you. Thank you. So right now we've gotten this market pushing back into growth themes, right as it seems things are returning to normal. We've got some action in the daily life of people in America. Again, we're going out, we're traveling. What do you make of that dynamic? Uh, is it sustainable uh, to see that leadership amid what's happening in this post-virus environment? Yeah, so there's a lot of debate over this. We had been advocating that investors move closer to growth uh, as we approach the second half of the year, because even if, even if there are no bad policies, economic policies coming out of Washington, we'll see. Uh, what we do know is that it, growth is gonna slow just uh, based on high base effects uh, in 2022. And so what we've been doing is moving our portfolios to a growth at a reasonable price kind of focus. So we have you know, been adding to technology and very vocal about it in March and April and May, and we continue to do that. But we also have barbelled that with exposure to materials because we think the economy still has a, a ways to go in terms of super growth and then sustainable growth is going to be decent so we're not we're not um shunning uh cyclicals we're just saying you, you shouldn't ignore um the narrative behind technology which is the only way we get to productivity and we need productivity to support um to offset higher wages and higher input costs is through tech capex and that's been growing we expect to continue to grow so we like things in the cloud space we like um uh, cybersecurity, we have chip exposure, and we're, we're selectively adding to names that, that meet our objectives in this theme. Interesting, Nancy, when you say that uh, the base comparisons for the economy, just the rate of change basically for our comeback potentially peaking out and that idea of uh, a relative slower rate of economic growth meaning that we should push back into some of the growth companies. How long does that tech growth as a safety trade last? Is it always gonna be like this where we can just bounce back and forth or is there a certain point we get to where these companies are so expensive, it doesn't work this time? I mean, that's that's obviously um, the risk that, and we, the thing we all need to be watching, but this is not March of 2000. I mean, these are companies that are that are trading at much lower multiples than then. I mean, we had Cisco at 80 times in, in 2000, peak earnings. Well, these are not peak earnings and the companies are trading in the mid to high, the companies we own in the mid to high, um, 20 multiples and so i think when you this year you know many of them have not done much and so there's they're kind of growing back into their their multiples with higher earnings and lower price performance so we still think there's places you want to be names like palo alto network um microsoft I just blank. Oh, uh, Broadcom is a name that we like. Lamb Research. Uh, we also own ServiceNow, and we have exposure to CRM. Hmm. So these are companies that have sustainable growth narratives, and that's where we we really want to be focused in our clients' portfolios. And then don't ignore names like Amazon. You know, the cloud portion of Amazon is big, but as prices go higher, and um, you know, you we're talking about oil in the last segment. That's a tax on the middle class. And so when you have less money to spend on other things you turn your attention to places like Amazon and Walmart and Target. So these are names we're still long. 
So it's pretty interesting. A lot of these companies uh, that you're describing, this kind of growth at a reasonable price, the kind of uh, uh, potentially even maybe a, uh, some call it like a hybrid of, of growth and value where there's companies that show growth, but they uh, still uh, have a ways to run. Uh, people think these are tech companies that have secular trends but are still undervalued. One of the things that I saw from notes is particularly interesting is that you bailed out of Apple uh, and uh, you like Amazon more. Walk me through that. Well, so we've owned Apple since 2013, and uh, we took a lot of flack for a long time. We've made a lot of money on the stock. We had to keep trimming it because if we didn't, it'd be 20% of our portfolio. So we've done that over time. We still own it in our more broadly diversified portfolios, though clearly not as much. We own 2% versus 5%, but it's no longer one of our best ideas. And we, given the, under, the relative underperformance at Amazon and where it sits in its relative price to sales ratio, we determined that was a better place to be. It got us more cloud exposure, more, more consumer exposure. Um, it's not that we don't like Apple, we just think it's a little bit um, expensive here. And as it has underperformed, we've been watching it to see if we can get back in uh, in a bigger way. but. You know, that's the way the game goes, right? You have to take your gains, uh, otherwise the market's making your asset allocation and portfolio uh, allocation decisions for you. So uh, we're gonna sit on the sidelines with Apple for a while and, and wait for uh, a better entry point to get back in. Nancy, talk to me about Salesforce and what you see coming for the cloud space post-corona, where a lot of these companies ironically enjoyed a huge business boom. And I think Salesforce is an interesting example of this because even with Mark Benioff's uh, just unparalleled, really, ability to take companies, combine them into his model and continue to deliver huge growth, for the first time, Salesforce has trended notably lower, as we see on this chart, since that Slack acquisition. It seems like the market has said maybe this one's too much uh, to chew. What do you expect uh, either this company or the space to look like uh, after you know, Corona's officially passed? And are we going to see more deals like this? Are we going to see maybe slower growth, but more strategic acquisitions? Yeah, that's a great point, Oliver. Yes, I think so. I mean, the, the market is worse than a woman spurned, right? I mean, when, when Hawk Tan bought uh, Computer Associates, they sold the stock off, thought it was a ridiculous acquisition, yet he made it creative in a very short period of time. We were in buying it. We still own it. We like the, that management team. You can't argue with the decision. I mean, you can argue with the decision Mark Benioff made, but I think long-term, he understands that his competitor, his primary competitor is Microsoft, and he needed that piece to, to be able to offer a full suite to his customers. So we, we've been just using the, the weakness or the lack of performance as an opportunity to accumulate shares. And that's what we're doing. We, we're not making these decisions for the next three weeks. We're making them for the next three to five years. So we think this is a company you want to own. The cloud space is expected to be a $1 trillion space in the next number of years, you know, five to 10. And we're far from that now. So we think we'll continue to see growth there, just as we think, um, and it, this is not any big secret, that we'll continue to see growth in cybersecurity. Okay, Nancy, really like uh, the comparison there too to Broadcom and the amount of M&A done there as well. Uh, Nancy, thanks a lot and always good to get your stock picks. Thank you, Oliver, good to see you. Thank you very much. Nancy Tangler is the Chief Investment Officer at Laffer Tangler Investments. Open